I don't hate you. Dumb. Hate roosters. I don't hate you. Roosters. Hate cocks. I love. Controversial promos are not uncommon in WWE as wrestling superstars often tend to cross the line to gain a mental upper hand on their opponents. I'm Kevin. These are the five most controversial WWE promos of all time. Number five, John Cena mocks Roman Reigns. It's fair to say that the unified WWE Universal Champion is one of the biggest stars in the pro wrestling business today. However, a few years ago, 16 times world champion Jonathan Cena was in no mood just to open the door for Reigns and let him into the main event scene. On their way to face off against each other at No Mercy 2017, the leader of the C-Nation taught the former S.H.I.E.L.D. member a true lesson in microphone humility at a contract signing on Monday Night Raw. Fans had gone back and forth on Reigns for the longest time, and Cena found a very clever way to express exactly why that is. They go back and forth with you because when they look at you, they see what I see. A cheap corporately created John Cena bootleg. John Cena also somehow took a shot at The Undertaker in this same conversation, adding that he was not a battered veteran at the end of his career with a bad hip. And of course, Roman Reigns went on to win the match at No Mercy. So yeah, all that tough talk and John Cena got beat up by the big dog. Number four, Kurt Angle loves to play with boys. Kurt Angle was one hell of a wrestler, maybe one of the best athletes to transition into WWE of all time. From singing Sexy Kurt to battle raps, the American hero also earned his stripes as a tough talker in WWE. One such promo was when the Olympic gold medalist wasted no time in mocking the much smaller opponent he had coming up, Rey Mysterio, during an episode of SmackDown, where he revealed how much he loved to play with boys. You're a boy in a man's world. I'm a man who loves to play with boys. Kurt Angle purposely flubbed his braggadocious dismissal of Mysterio, but the live crowd started to turn on it and interrupt him. Even Taz on commentary couldn't keep it together, simply saying, put the mic down. Perhaps the best part about Kurt Angle going out of line here was how he realized that the words were coming out wrong and getting a different meaning, and he tried to rectify the whole thing, but it just got worse. Angle versus Mysterio and Mysterio's early stages in WWE are some fantastic matches. Seek them out. Number three, Paige pushes Charlotte Flair to the edge. WWE superstar Paige had been a part of some controversial stories over the years, but not many things compare to the backlash she caused during a promo back in 2015. During an episode of Money at Raw in November of that year, Charlotte and Paige were closing the show with a contract signing for their upcoming Divas Championship match at Survivor Series. This segment looked normal. The antagonist going at the hero, them saying tough words to each other ahead of a big title match. That was until Charlotte brought up the subject of her recently deceased brother. If you didn't know, Charlotte's younger brother, Reed Flair, who also pursued a passion of professional wrestling, passed away in 2013. Paige didn't seem to be a big fan of Charlotte's eulogy as she continued to go back and forth with the queen and ended up making a mockery of Charlotte's emotional loss by telling her that her brother didn't have much fight in him. Looking at the reaction from the WWE Universe at the time, maybe some of the industry insiders decided to push the feud under the rug and never really talk about it again. Number two, 
two, Chris Jericho roasts Stephanie McMahon. WWE really allowed their superstars to push the envelope, get edgy during the Attitude Era, and Chris Jericho was one of these superstars. He showed off his comedic side at the expense of Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie was a good sport getting humiliated by Jericho and sold it quite convincingly. This happened when La Champion delivered a promo directed towards the Alliance's muscle man, Rhino, en route to their clash at SummerSlam 2001. Apart from showing off to the entire world how Stephanie had grown cosmetically in certain parts of her body, Jericho also revealed what he was going to do at SummerSlam against Rhino. I'm gonna take care of that smelly, greasy, and nasty animal, and I'm gonna get you too, Rhino. The classic swerve. Now just imagine saying such words to the daughter of your boss, a billion dollar princess. Back in the Attitude Era, however, with pop culture norms at the time, such remarks were highly appreciated by the WWE fanbase and developed Jericho's character to a whole nother level of sports entertainment. Number one, CM Punk's pipe bomb. On a seemingly ordinary night on WWE Raw, June 2011, one man with tattoos and a bad attitude sat down on the Monday Night Raw stage with a wrecked, slammed through a table John Cena laying in the ring, waiting for the words that he would share. Words that would forever change the landscape of WWE as we know it with just six minutes. Laying out all of his issues on the table, CM Punk's pipe bomb quickly became the thing of legendary status. The promo started off with CM Punk aiming his animosity towards his upcoming opponent at Money in the Bank, John Cena. But the six-minute monologue took all of these different directions that pulled back the curtain for the WWE Universe, aimed fire at them, the fans, and then the McMahon family. I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better off after Vince McMahon is dead. But the fact is it's going to be taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. The promo caught a lot of attention online and beyond with veterans of the business like Steve Austin, X-Pac, Mick Foley, and JBL praising it. In his official documentary, The Best in the World, Punk revealed it was a worked promo, with Vince McMahon and WWE's creative staff being aware of the topics that Punk was going to mention. You want to do it? What did you just say to him? It's kind of a personal thing. Remember that Undertaker and Brock Lesnar faced off in UFC? Well, there have been many more such instances when WWE superstars got involved with UFC or with a UFC fighter, but not as a fellow competitor. Hey guys, I'm SoCalVal, and here are five best crossovers between WWE and UFC. Number five, Colby Covington using Kurt Angle's theme music. It's safe to assume that UFC star Colby Covington can give many WWE heels a run for their money. Therefore, in August 2019, when the chaos decided to walk out to the metal theme song of another renowned heel, Kurt Angle, many fans thought it to be quite fitting for Covington's character. The 34-year-old received a roaring reaction from the crowd, which prompted him to bring back the theme song for his future bouts. The former interim UFC welterweight champion later revealed that he approached the WWE Hall of Famer for permission to use his music. While Kurt Angle was unaware of Colby at the time, he quickly granted his consent once he came to know about his talent inside the octagon. Number four, 
Jorge Masvidal and The Rock at UFC 244. Is there any doubt that The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment? I mean, no one can stop him from appearing at any promotion he wants, be it Impact Wrestling or UFC. Hence, it's no surprise that Dana White decided to capitalize on Dwayne Johnson's popularity to put over Miami boy Jorge Masvidal at UFC 244. Before Masvidal's fight night against Nate Diaz, the former WWE World Champion took to Twitter to promise Masvidal that he would be there at Madison Square Garden to put the BMF title belt around his waist at UFC 244 if Game Red won the bout. The fight ended in a doctor's stoppage and it was ruled in favor of Masvidal. And sure enough, The Rock entered the octagon with the belt and did the honors as promised. That for you is the jabroni beaten, pie eaten, trailblazing, eyebrow raising people's champ. Number three, The Undertaker staring down Brock Lesnar at UFC 121. When Brock Lesnar ended The Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania 30, the WWE Universe went into absolute meltdown. But four years before that, there was an intriguing incident between the two, which wasn't inside a WWE ring, and it might have been one of the reasons Lesnar challenged the Phenom at the show of shows. Brock Lesnar, after just losing his UFC heavyweight belt to Cain Velasquez, walked out of the octagon while Mark Calloway, aka The Undertaker, was among the audience doing an interview with Ariel Helwani. Noticing Brock Lesnar, the Undertaker muttered the words, you want to do it? Ten years later, in yet another interview with Ariel Helwani, the dead man revealed that he was sent by the WWE to pick a fight with Brock Lesnar, but he did not know that the UFC was unaware of what was going to happen. This was one of the most noteworthy crossover moments between the two promotions, creating a major media furor as well. But little did the dead man know that he would play a part in another memorable crossover as well. Number two. Israel Adesanya using The Undertaker's theme song. As promised, here we are with another memorable crossover involving the dead man. It will be hard to find many people who aren't a fan of The Undertaker's entrance. It's dark, it's brooding, it's ominous. And it's exactly what Israel Adesanya felt heading into UFC 276. In his latest title defense against Jared Cannonier at UFC 276, the 32-year-old entered the arena to the Rest in Peace theme song of the WWE legend The Undertaker. The last style bender even donned the Phenom's iconic hat during the entrance, while also holding an urn with his opponent's name written on it. Adesanya did channel his inner dead man to defend his title and put up quite a show for the fans in attendance, which included multiple WWE personalities such as Vince McMahon, Triple H, Pat McAfee, and Stephanie McMahon. And to put the cherry on the cake, The Undertaker himself expressed his approval towards Adesanya's actions on Twitter. Number one, Becky Lynch voicing over a Conor McGregor promo. Building up to UFC 264, BT Sport brought together arguably the best that Ireland has to offer for their promo. When the former WWE Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch was on hiatus from the professional wrestling world, she took some time out to lend her voice for a one-minute clip that documented the highs and lows of her fellow Irishman Conor McGregor's stellar UFC career. The former WWE Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion did an excellent job with the voiceover, which goes on to show that the man can make her presence felt even when she's not on WWE television. The spine-chilling promo video was released before Conor McGregor locked horns with Dustin Poirier for a third time. Unfortunately, the Irishman lost the fight due to an ankle injury, which has kept him out of action since then. That's our list for today. Until next time, I'm SoCal Val with Sports Keto Wrestling.
women's evolution in WWE, fans have hotly debated whether the women's division or the men's division has produced the best matches in the company. But rarely do we get to see these two divisions competing against each other. I'm SoCalVal, and today we look at five shocking intergender matches that took place in WWE. Number five, China versus Chris Jericho, Survivor Series 1999. During the Attitude Era, WWE superstars China and Chris Jericho had a memorable rivalry. Among their three consecutive pay-per-view matches for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, this contest was the best one. It was also one of the longest matches China had in her WWE career as it lasted nearly 14 minutes. These two superstars shared genuinely good in-ring chemistry and their matches felt perfectly natural. There were a few instances where Jericho behaved in a bit of a sexist manner during the match, avoiding a major hit on China. But for the most part, they simply put on a great show for the WWE Universe. Though she was a face, the fans favored Jericho, a popular heel, and China was booed by the crowd after she retained her title. This reaction, however, doesn't take anything away from the quality of in-ring action demonstrated by the two superstars. Number four, Stephanie McMahon versus Brock Lesnar, SmackDown 2003. In September 2003, Stephanie McMahon had to go one-on-one -on -one with the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Stephanie was then SmackDown's general manager and in a feud with her father, Vince McMahon. Yes, we are not at all making these things up. On the September 9th episode of The Blue Brand, Lesnar challenged her to a match, and Vince saw it as an opportunity to punish his daughter. He gave her a choice between accepting Lesnar's challenge or stepping down from her SmackDown general manager position. Stephanie didn't hesitate and accepted Lesnar and Mr. McMahon's challenge. However, she had plans of her own to win the battle and tried to escape the ring as soon as the bell rang. The Beast Incarnate had to chase her backstage and bring her back on his shoulders to ringside. Luckily for Stephanie, Kurt Angle interfered and rescued her from Lesnar. The match ended in a no contest and the Billion Dollar Princess kept her job. Number three, Lita and Trish Stratus versus Christian and Chris Jericho, WWE Armageddon 2003. This bout featured four stars who were really at the peak of their popularity at the time. Lita and Trish Stratus took on Chris Jericho and Christian in a tag team match at Armageddon 2003. But the story leading up to that was a bit peculiar. The match was based around another story of sexist men looking down on women, and the fans really didn't approve of this disrespectful behavior. While the female stars got along well, Jericho and Christian couldn't stay on the same page. The match had some problematic moments like Christian taking off Lita's top and Jericho spanking Trish in the ring, but it was elevated by an electric crowd. Although Lita and Trish had better in-ring chemistry, the ending of the contest did not favor the female duo. Jericho was looking to take Stratus down, but Christian rolled her up for a sneaky win, which didn't please Y2J one bit. Number two, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton, Fastlane 2021. The most recent addition to this list came last year when Randy Orton was involved in a heated feud with the fiend Bray Wyatt, quite literally. I mean, at one point, Orton burned the fiend alive inside a WWE ring. This is when Wyatt's at the time ally, Alexa Bliss, stepped in against the Viper. Bliss took on the torch against Orton all by herself with a gruesome one-woman vendetta filled with mind games and voodoo-like mysticism in the midst of a chaotic back and forth between the two. Alexa Bliss proposed Randy finally end his nightmare and kick her out of his life at WWE Fastlane, a challenge that the legend killer gleefully accepted. The match was very short and the burnt fiend reappeared to help Bliss. The most memorable aspect of the bout was how Bliss won as she sat on Orton to score the pinfall over the 14-time WWE World Champion. Number one, Stephanie McMahon versus Vince McMahon, No Mercy 2003. In October 2003, WWE presented a rivalry between father and daughter that played out on its SmackDown brand. It featured Vince McMahon at his most villainous and Stephanie McMahon at her most sympathetic personality. The issues between Vince and Stephanie began in summer 2003, when she began questioning some of the decisions her father was making in regards to her on SmackDown. After a 
lengthy feud. Vince booked an I Quit match, and if Stephanie lost, she would be forced to resign as general manager of SmackDown. Mr. McMahon, in particular, was shockingly brutal in the match as he mercilessly assaulted his daughter. He was unforgiving in every move he laid on Stephanie as he pummeled her. Stephanie put forth a valiant effort and did a brilliant job of garnering sympathy from the fans. Linda McMahon, Stephanie's mother, threw the towel in eventually to end her daughter's suffering inside of the squared circle. While this was all scripted, Stephanie has taken over as WWE's new interim chairwoman very recently after Vince McMahon stepped down from his role. So, who would you say won in the long run? And that's our list. For Sports Kita Wrestling, I'm SoCal Val. We'll see you next time. Several WWE superstars have participated in storylines that have made them feel uncomfortable. Bobby Lashley, for example, was not comfortable during his on-screen romance with Lana a few years ago. Nevertheless, he tried to give his best in that uncomfortable scenario. He isn't the only one, as several WWE superstars have participated in storylines that have made them feel uncomfortable. Hey everyone, I'm SoCal Val for Sports Kita Wrestling, and here are five storylines that made WWE superstars uncomfortable. Number five. Kurt Angle's segment with Vince McMahon. In the early 2000s, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon established the Kiss My Club, where he forced some WWE stars to quite literally kiss his In 2001, Kurt Angle had to participate in one such segment where the Olympic gold medalist acted as an enforcer to get Jim Ross to kiss McMahon's behind. He was helped by The Undertaker, who helped Angle finish the job. Speaking on his podcast, Angle disclosed that he did not want to participate in this segment and felt uncomfortable while doing it. But ultimately, the WWE Hall of Famer did it because he had to listen to his boss. I could never get used to it. Vince was like a big kid. He always wanted to do immature stuff. Clearly, even winning an Olympic gold medal means you still have to follow the orders of your employer. Number four, Brian Danielson was unsure about WrestleMania 37. After winning the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble, Edge challenged Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania 37. Although WrestleMania's main event should have been a one-on-one -on -one match, the company decided to add Brian Danielson, formerly known as Daniel Bryan, to the storyline and make it a triple threat battle. In an interview with BT Sport in April 2021, Danielson revealed that he did not want to participate in that storyline, nor be in the Universal title triple threat match. According to him, that should have been the focus on Edge and his redemption arc, but WWE had a different opinion. I kept trying to get out of it too. This one didn't feel like it needed me, he said. Just weeks after headlining WrestleMania 37, the former WWE champion shockingly left Vince McMahon's company for AEW as his contract expired. Number three, Lita wanted no part in that controversial segment with Edge. In January 2006, Edge celebrated winning his first WWE Championship in a controversial segment on Raw that involved him getting intimate with Lita inside the ring. Yes, WWE was not always that kid-friendly. In one of her Twitch streams, the former women's champion revealed that she did not want to do the infamous live sex celebration segment with Edge. Moreover, she added that John Cena and Edge also tried to convince Vince McMahon not to go through with the segment. But that didn't help her case. Lita even claimed that she was reportedly threatened about her job if she rejected to be a part of the Rated R segment. The WWE Hall of Famer ended up doing so, but it ultimately led to her leaving WWE the same year. Number two, The Miz didn't want to imitate John Cena. 
The Miz and Maurice were involved in a storyline with John Cena and Nikki Bella in 2017. In a few segments, the A-lister and his wife even dressed up as Cena and Bella to ignite the fire in their heated rivalry. In an interview with Sports Illustrated in 2018, The Miz disclosed that he initially did not want to do those comedy segments. I didn't want to do it at first. I just didn't know if it would be good, he added. The Miz and Maurice ended up doing the segments, and they turned out to be an instant hit among the WWE universe. So much so that fans were actually cheering for them instead of the babyface duo of John Cena and Nikki Bella at WrestleMania 33. Number one, Stephanie McMahon did not want to kiss Eric Bischoff. In 2002, Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff were involved in a heated feud. McMahon was the SmackDown general manager while Bischoff was leading Raw. In a shocking segment on the Blue Brand, the two ended up kissing each other. Speaking about working with Stephanie McMahon on his podcast, Bischoff revealed that the billion dollar princess did not want to participate in the segment, but she did it anyway because she was a professional. I was really excited. I knew she didn't want to do it. She was a pro and as weird as it was, again, as a character, you are doing it. Shortly after that segment, they dropped the storyline for all good reasons. That's our list for the day. For more awesome content from Sports Kita, subscribe to our channel right now and we'll see you next time.